Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, leather, death, 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 been waiting for it we've been preparing for it it's zero credits counts down the best and worst of 2016 wow tweet 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 all the way home as always i am henry and i am john and together we're henry and john here on zero credits yeah here on zero credits the show where we talk talk about about things and you know it's getting serious because we never do that together yeah that's right so uh best and worst 2016 if you if you haven't listened to zero credits up until this point spoiler warning oh yeah this is the spoilers for the entire year yeah this is like if Let's say you watched none of the previous Hobbit movies and then you just watched the last one. That's what just listening to this episode without listening to all the other episodes is like. That's right. Character deaths left and right. There's a pale orc. There's a pale orc. Are you describing yourself? (laughs) Yeah, I am the pale orc. But John, I thought, you know, you know what's good? You know what's good out there in the world? What's good? Listicles. Listicles? Yeah, articles that are lists, and you know what this episode is? One giant listicle? One giant tumor-ridden listicle. (laughs) Aw, man. We gotta amputate. (laughs) We're gonna count down the bests and the worsts of 2016 as defended by ours us by ours <laughs> as defended by ours us by ours truly yeah. your friend and mine us <laughs> yeah so basically what this is is 2016 let's be real a uh, problematic year yes let's let's get it out there the current the current zeitgeist feeling of 2016 is, it's a year to skip. Yeah, if uh, if there was a Star Trek-style skip list for years of the human race, definitely skip this and 1939 through 1945. In two years, when California is selling their Napa Valley wine, they'll refer to this year as, not a very good year for wine. And in fact, not a very good year in general. Yeah, that's, that's what that they means. Will, they will smell... They'll smell the wine and know the hardship. Look, look, the tannins have been poisoned by just bad events, so many celebrity deaths, and of course, our list will add on to that those toxins. It, it will not add on to those toxins. I thought about this. Oh, you okay. did? How familiar are you with the concept of catharsis? Oh, catharsis. That's in Greek play. That's the moment when the exit, it's an exit of emotions. Yeah, when all the emotions you've built up over the course of the play are released in a vomit-like fashion, leaving you refreshed to gorge yourself on more grapes or something. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to vomit all of this stuff out to leave us fresh and empty for a 2017 that hopefully won't disappoint. Yes. So... Without further ado, I think we should get into this first best worst. Our first category for best worst, the number one, numbers don't mean anything, (laughs) but the number one category on my list 
Hopefully on yours too. Oh, God, I hope so. Is movie. Best and worst movie of 2016. This is how this is going to... Let's lay down some ground rules. All right. One of us is going to say our movie after like we're going to shortly introduce the movie that we're saying. Then the other shortly introduces their movie. Yeah. And we discuss which one, of course, is the best. But not summarize. No. But just introduce it. Just introduce it. Okay. All right. So movie. So you get to go first. All right. So I'm going to pick for my best movie of 2016, a superhero movie made on a shoestring budget. What? After like 10 or five years, I don't know the backstory of trying to be made. Yeah. And of course, I speak of... Deadpool starring Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool starring Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, so, is that your introduction? Is that the format we're going with? Yeah. Okay, so my pick, a uh, little bit of a, of a preface. Basically, my pick for movie was based on like pure visceral reactions that I had in the movie theater. Gotcha. So, my best movie is a little superhero movie made on a huge budget, not about a superhero, but with a gold-stealing platypus, and that's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Nice. Oh, God. Now we have to kind of argue about which one of these deserves the title of best. Yep. Oh, but they're both really good movies. That's, that's how you best. I don't know, man. Both movies are really good, and both movies are probably... I, I've already rewatched Deadpool, and I know I'm probably going to rewatch Fantastic Beasts. Mm -hmm. And I never rewatch movies. Yep. So it's like, both movies are up there. I'd say Deadpool was definitely a strong number two on my list. All it right. was tied with another one, but that's... It's not on the list, so it's bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I also had a number two that was really close, but we can't say it because it wasn't on the list, and therefore it doesn't exist anymore. True. <laughs> it is cast into the void. So, oh. Deadpool. Deadpool was good. It was it was it stayed kind of true to the source material. It had a very unique sense of humor. It was self-deprecating and self-referential. And it, and I think it didn't really cross the line of being gratuitously like too much of anything for the sake of trying to be funny. I think it was well-balanced. I think it was well-made. And so, that's why I picked it for best. All right, so my pick of Fantastic Beasts uh, comes from a pretty subjective place. Uh, I watched all the Harry Potter movies within the last year. I had never seen them previously. My reaction to all of them was kind of similar to my experience reading the books, where it was just this general kind of joy that I was feeling, save for a few movies, let's say half of them. Okay. Where I, I just kind of felt this general warm, fuzzy feeling. It's something I had experienced before, and it was just interesting to see it adapted, because I think that J.K. Rowling, Rowling, Rowling? Rowling. JK, Rowling. Rowling. J.K. Rowling is uh, is just a really adept storyteller, and experiencing those stories is pretty fun stuff. And with Fantastic Beasts being her first foray into screenwriting, you this is really the first time that you're seeing a story that is penned from her hand to the screen, and all that kind of childlike wonder just oozes out and gets all over your face and makes you smile and shit. All right. You know what? I don't know how this is supposed to go because this is we're, we're gonna figure this out as we go. But I, I'm gonna defer to Fantastic Beasts because I feel like overall that movie, you know, open to more people, of course, wider demographic. But I had fun in both movies, mm -hmm. 
I think I had more fun in Fantastic Beasts. Uh, and I will actually compliment Deadpool um, because... Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I just think that Deadpool is a perfect example of maybe the only example this year of a superhero movie done perfectly right that actually does justice to the source material while never being overly gratuitous or merchandisey and is pretty overall like a comedic achievement, which is something a superhero movie's never done before. That's right. Still think Fantastic Beasts is better. All right, all right. So we tie. We tie? No, Fantastic Beasts takes Fantastic it. Fantastic Beasts takes it. Deadpool has been erased from human history. No, I don't want that to happen. That's what happens to the loser. Deadpool look, no longer exists. We just have to look forward to Deadpool 2. Yeah. Starring not Ryan Reynolds, directed by not, uh, shit, what was his name? Tim Miller. Tim Miller. No, th- Ryan Reynolds is still in it. Okay. But it's not going to be directed by Tim Miller. Who's it directed by? I think the guy who did the, uh, the, what is, Keanu Reeves? John Wick? The guy who did oh, John Wick. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sad Tim Miller. Tim Miller was great. Yeah, creative um, differences. Yeah, it happens. Apparently, even during the filming of the first movie, there was a lot of large fights. Yeah, there was a lot of friction from what I understand. Friction and budget constraints. And... Speaking of friction and budget constraints, that leads us right into number two on our list of... Wait, hold up. I forgot the worst movie. <laughs> yeah, we have the to do that. Movie. We have to do part two. All right, all right. Sorry, we'll do part two of part one. All right, the worst movie of 2016. Yeah. You want me to go first again? Go for it. All right. My pick, I'm gonna... Look, a lot of... Look. Look. Childhood movies should not get shit all over with an unnecessary dumb re-something. Like a sequel or a reboot. My pick... Man, they took something that I grew up with and loved, and they just punched it the fuck out to the fact that nobody even talks about it anymore. This is a movie that came out, happened, and then disappeared into the night, so I don't even know why I'm bringing it back up. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. Independence Day Resurgence. okay. Man, I thought you were talking about, like, the Peanuts movie. Well, well, that too, but... No, Independence Day Resurgence, a movie so nothing that it doesn't even... Is it on DVD? I was looking at a list of movies that came out this year, and I saw it and I was like, huh, I completely forgot. And because they did Independence Day so dirty like that, nominated for Worst Movie of 2016. And uh, my worst, now... Some might say that uh, movies can be style over substance, but I think that end of the at the end of the day, that storytelling accounts for so much of the movie going experience. All right, story is what holds up any great movie. All right, and I think there is no greater miscarriage of dramatic storytelling than the Ron Howard masterpiece known as Inferno. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I, there were a lot of contenders for this, but I don't think any movie has made me as mad this year as Inferno did. Now, unlike the best category, these two named ones, we don't don't argue about which one's the worst, because there's no (laughs) point, right? Yeah, probably. Avoid these things that we have on the worst list. Yeah, avoid both of them. Uh, For the worst, we, let's just give a reason why it's the worst. Broad and then specific. Alright, so... I, you, I, you did broad already. So what's a specific instance in which Independence Day Resurgence is the worst? 
uh, they had killed off Will Smith's character off screen. Oh, great. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> that does nice suck. Nice way to gloss it. <laughs> oh, man, that's... <laughs> no, that just really sucks. Yep. Uh, Inferno sucks because there's dialogue such as, How could they know? To which female protagonist replies, Because they know. Oh, yeah. Man, Co- fuck. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> coffee (laughs) he forgot what coffee was until he was holding it and drinking it and then he said coffee yep man what a terrible use of will smith and tom hanks (laughs) and tom hanks well you say use of will smith he wasn't in it what a terrible use of jeff goldblum oh that i will agree there i'll double down on that and uh number two tv show all right we're gonna start with best tv show and my best TV show, man, the next season of a, of a childhood loved character. He was in a sitcom in the 90s, and now he's finally, he's getting the recognition he deserves, or is he? Oh, I see. Is he? I'm talking, of course, best, best TV show of 2016, BoJack Horseman. Okay, so I thought this meant television show that started in 2016, eh. but we'll be, it's fine. Uh, my pick for best television show yeah. of 2016, uh, beloved childhood characters uh, on brand new adventures. I'm talking, of course, about Westworld. <laughs> beloved. Oh, because there was the, a movie. There was a movie. There was a movie. Yeah, Westworld, the crazy, techno, awful sex, great peak TV nightmare that is Westworld. Yeah, Westworld was up there. It almost made the list, but it it didn't quite just because I think there's some obvious problems with the show that Mm. hold it back. Mm -hmm. But uh, BoJack Horseman, man, tightly written. It's like they they actually get to write what they want to write. There's no... There doesn't seem to be any, like, fighting in the writer's room over, like, oh, what does it mean that this person's a robot? And what what does it mean that there are certain rules that that we have to follow? And, oh, ordinance charges? Someone's trying to blow up something in the park and we have to get that cleared? Mmm. Yeah, that, that... Bojack Horseman has none of that. Uh, so this is season three we're talking about, right? Yeah, season three. So uh, I watched season two, and that show is a fascinating transformation from people who are very hampered by people wanting the writers to do specific things, and then the writers not doing those things. Exactly. And then the second season, it very much becomes, we want to explore something very human, very dark, in every episode. Even if just for a second... We're going to make you question the validity of your own existence. And season three ramps all of that up to 11. I, I've heard season three is the most like emotionally charged one yeah. to the audience. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's good. Uh, Westworld, argument for Westworld, uh, it is just pure spectacle on top of... Uh, let's just take the first episode, for example. Such good storytelling. Really interesting futurism. We do not see very good futurism on TV anymore at all. I, I agree with that. So the the fact that the first episode of Westworld gave me physical chills watching it, particularly that ending. Overall, just so much promise, so much going forward. It's gonna be the new Game of Thrones for all that means. Yeah. And I now uh, are we gonna fight about it? 
Sure, we can fight about it. I don't think Westworld has earned the next Game of Thrones title. Bojack Horseman wins. Oh, all right. I'm willing to be on board with that. Good, good. Yeah, no. Otherwise, we'd have to shake some dust. That's no, that... a different show. <laughs> but no, that uh, that takes it handily. All right, and now for the worst TV show. All right. I actually did do one that started and ended in 2016. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know if you knew that this was a TV show. Uh, it's entirely possible. I did not. I did not watch a lot of TV. I certainly didn't know that Seth MacFarlane executive produced a new cartoon for oh. Fox called Border Town. No, what is this? It's about a fictional town in Mexifornia. Oh. That... I'm uh, already... I already feel my gorge rising. And it's apparently about... Americans and Mexicans living in the same town. Oh, boom! What wacky hijinks ensues. It's funny that Seth MacFarlane, the single lamest, whitest writer in the world, is writing about this. Well, he executive produced it. Oh, he executive produced it. I don't know how much He's probably not super involved. Look, just get rid of the whole animation blocks on Fox. Yeah, except Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is all right. That's not even on a Fox show. It's... Have you watched Border Town? I did not. <laughs> you know what? That is for the best. Yeah. So uh, my pick for worst yeah. is uh, Westworld. <laughs> Wait, it's both the best and the worst? Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, remember all those chills I talked about on all the grand futurism? In episode I, one? Episode one, two, and interspersed in every episode, there's a little bit that makes me go, yes. But, <laughs> Westworld had a couple moments, but it had one moment in particular that made me so mad at the writing that I retched. What was it? It was one episode ends with a character who is surprised, gaining sentience, saying, I think it's time we had a little chat while holding... Oh, I fucking hated it! So bad! (laughs) Oh, the writing on that show is so annoyingly rote and trite and dumb. Oh, it's oh. the next Game of Thrones, John. No, it did, yeah, sure. Oh my god. Did, did you see the finale yet? No. We'll talk I'm about one episode it. away. But first episode was so good. Every, like, twist and peak TV yeah. piece of shit in that show that has happened since. It's like, fuck off. It just became oh. dumb lost. Yeah, it became Lost as if Lost were written by children. Pretty much. But every every episode, there's like 10 minutes where I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But then there's another 50 where I'm like, this is something that I'm suffering through. Yep. This is season four of Lost, baby. Fuck Westworld. I love it. All right, so... <laughs> Good... Well, Westworld no longer exists because okay. Jack Horseman won. Yeah, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. All right. Let's just quickly move on. Okay. To number three. Oh. The best worst thing on the internet. Thing on internet. All right. Best first. Um, I, I go... I go a lot of places. Yes. I go a lot of places on the internet. <laughs> yeah. A lot of places on the internet. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, you get really involved in something, but sometimes you just want something that's shorter than 24 seconds. Yeah. I speak, of course, of YouTube haikus. Oh. It's a subreddit on Reddit, and uh, they're literally, all of their videos have to be under 24 seconds, 
and it's like crazy, like really explosive, like what are they called? Videos, mm-hmm. and uh, they're funny, and it's just like you can just watch like a whole sheet of them at a time. It's great, it's fun, it's it's good for the whole family. Nice. I um my best is going to be election cycle transparency. Now, okay, I'm not talking about transparency from any governing body that maybe should be transparent about these things. All right. I just mean the willingness of people on the internet to kind of blow open and examine and kind of actually care about the things that were happening in politics in this particular election cycle. Okay. Now, are we doing the defend thing? Yeah. I thought choose yours. <laughs> Oh, that sounds way more important and and like. But YouTube haikus are pretty sweet. They're pretty sweet, but nothing's more important. Than people like trying to be informed, trying to like get involved and like be woke. Yeah, about the election this for, year. For what it's worth, though, mine failed. Uh, well, that's okay because we can talk about. Let's just go straight to the worst. Worst thing on the internet: uneducated slash uninformed teens and kids. <laughs> Who just spout garbage that everyone <laughs> believes. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that, the worst thing on the internet. That's maybe worst thing on the internet. Um, what you put? My worst is uh, something that's just been bothering me recently. Because there's a lot of stuff on the internet. I ain't got a bunch of time. Yeah. Uh, it's pictures of uh, just overweight or disabled or dif- or differently abled people where people will put hypertext not hypertext supertext over it it's like i'm looking for my husband slash wife and then generic name tag them if you want them to call me it's like almost all of these people are suffering pretty serious disabilities or life problems and they're being exploited so you can tag your friends on fucking facebook I haven't seen this at all, but I have seen people complain about it, and I just have to say, man, uneducated and uninformed <laughs> kids and teens on the internet sure are stupid. Yeah, no. They probably are the ones doing that. No, for sure. It's all off of, like, like Facebook pages that are like, huh, nice bro meme, fuck off. Look, uh, yeah, it's important to stay informed and educated and transparent, so that obviously wins, even though it failed. But it's also important to not be dumb or uneducated or... <laughs> Don't don't be a teen. Yeah, the worst thing is the opposite of the best thing. Yeah. Also, yeah, um, I know we're not defending or choosing one, but your worst is worse. And your best is also worse, but best. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh, let's okay. Let's just quickly move on. Okay. Thing, thing on, on internet was real depressing. Yeah. The internet's a huge, sad, ugly place. It is. It's the inside of an alligator made of garbage. Inside of an alligator made of garbage. That that's my new album and book and <laughs> band. Al- album and book combo. It's my firstborn's name. Okay. <laughs> Let's cheer ourselves up with the best and worst song in an unrelated work. Alright, so I didn't know exactly what this meant. It's kind of vague. It's pretty vague. I think it just means the best song in something. Okay. So the, the best song in something that isn't the album it came off of. That's kind of what I think I meant when I said it. Okay. And that's basically how I used I mean, it. That's what I did. Yeah, that's that's basically what I did. I, I mean, I picked Painted Black from Westworld. Okay, so, uh... You know, the, the, the player piano. Yeah. Painted Black from Westworld. Yeah. It, well, it's, the player piano was playing Black Hole Sun. 
Well, no. Okay. And then, and then there was that incredible, like, Ennio Morricone overture of Paint It Black during the, the shootout. It, but the shootout's happening at the tavern where the player piano is. Oh, yeah, then it transitions into that, like, big sweeping. The, yeah, The gotcha. player piano is playing it. And just the player piano in general. Yeah, no, the player piano is great. The player piano, just like... Radiohead songs, Tool songs, Soundgarden. Paint it black. Paint it black. Just kind of the music in Westworld is uh, is really good. It's really good. Which is why it's my best. Yeah, same. So, agreed. I guess yeah, we win. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can stop doing this. We finally agree on something. Shit, finally. No, that, uh, that, God, I wish I could remember the name of the person who composes the orchestral stuff for Westworld. It's like Rammy... Uh, Rammy something. Rammy something. Uh, it's super good. No, that, that painted black scene in that first episode, chills. Oh, yeah. Chills. It's good. Wasted chills. It is good. Uh, Just wait till you get to the finale. Is there one in there? You'll see. Oh, I'm so excited. I might finish that tonight. Yeah, it's up to you, brother. I need to uh, make an axe. Anyway, one thing I'm really disappointed about from Westworld and they're <laughs> inclusive, they're including the music, because the music's a really big part of the show. Yeah. I kind of thought that the player piano was how they were getting, like, code mm -hmm. into the park. Nope. See, that's what I thought for a while. Yeah. Because the player piano, there's a lot of focus on it. Yep. And what it does, and it seems almost like a character. Yep, and like, they always focus on the the scrolly thing, which looks like little beeps and boops. Yeah. Because that's how player pianos work, and it's just like, that kind of looks like a code. Nope. Do you think they just pour so much cinematographic praise on it because they're just proud of it being cool? Probably. Shit. Alright, now the worst song and an unrelated work uh i couldn't pick just one so i just want to put the caveat that the songs themselves singularly by themselves are good mm -hmm. pair them with suicide squad, squad and it's just a nightmare yep also my worst <laughs> we agreed on both uh but i did agree on a song oh which one and it is uh, house of the rising sun when they are going to a prison in louisiana yeah because fuck that the, it, basically it's like we need a song that represents louisiana hmm i guess house of the rising <laughs> sun it's like it, uh Every song in that movie is just garbage. Other than whatever, people like 21 Pilots. I don't think Heathens is a terrible song. I think, But, yeah. but it played over the credits. It's not even a song in the movie. No, it's not in the movie. So why? I don't know. Look, look. Suicide Squad? Blah. Blah. Why is Suicide Squad not the worst movie? Well, because I kind of liked it. But the music. <laughs> uh, that last half of Suicide Squad was kind of... It was okay. Look. There was a period in the middle where I'm like, I'm kind of vibing off of what Suicide Squad has going on. Yeah, no, the middle of the film was pretty good. Yeah. The beginning was pretty dumb. The end? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I thought the beginning was some of the most cockamamie, awful editing I've ever seen. But uh, that music. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack by your cousin's iPod basically it's like we do not have a song in this movie that would not be on that would not not 
every song in this movie would be on the playlist of some dude who's like working out in like Under Armour stuff with the tag still on it. Yeah. Oh god, I fucking hated the music in that movie. Or it's just on a rotation at Hot Topic already and now it's going to be played even more because of this movie. The only thing I'm surprised by is that they they didn't just play the first four bars of Icky Thump over and over again. That White Stripe song. Actually, fuck, that is... They literally did that for the Justice League trailer. There, fuck everything. There you go. Uh, look, look, all I'm saying is, if you're introducing five or six characters, they don't all need their own separate theme song. Uh, their own separate theme song with their own separate stupid little introductory text, and it goes, oh god. It's Borderlands, the movie. Yeah, it's everything that I hate about Borderlands, the movie. Yep. Yeah, especially Borderlands 2. Anyway. Borderlands 2, alright. We should play that. We. Sh- I have it. I too have it. Why are we doing a podcast? Yeah, no, we should uh, co- we should co-op that. You heard it here first, folks. Podcast is over. We're just gonna play Borderlands too, guys. Just go to twitch.com slash zero credits. What the fuck? Why don't we have a Twitch channel? We're we're gonna. What the fuck? We're gonna. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, uh, we'll talk about our Twitch channel soon. Oh, we will. There's another thing I want to talk about later, but that's. A secret. All right. Well, let's let's keep trucking. Where we're ha- halfway through. <laughs> yeah, we're halfway through. No, we are not. burning up these categories. We're only four. We're four out of ten. Okay, go. All right. The next one. Yeah. <laughs> this, this one. Yeah. Uh, it might be a category that you had some questions about. I might have had some questions too. Mm-hmm. The best and worst political guffaw. <laughs> yeah. Political. I think. I think what we were looking for was political gaff, yeah, and not guffaw, which is a raucous laugh. So I I interpret this as, as something that happened politically that we could laugh at. Yes, that's right. fair. I could say that both of mine are that. And I actually I this was my favorite moment from the early part of the election. Uh, it was the Republican debate with the 13 million candidates. And uh, I don't know if you remember this guy. He's kind of faded into obscurity now. His name was Marco Rubio. Yeah, Marco Rubio. He's actually in the news right now. Oh, is he? he yeah, kind of faded into obscurity, like I said. Yeah. No, he just came back in the news. He's right. been out for a while. Good. Good. Uh, that's great. I, I would love to see more of him because he is a robot. Is he? During one of the debates, you could see he had clearly no idea what he was talking about, but he was given lines from, like, his people to say, to make sure he said. Oh, no. It was the only (laughs) thing he said the entire night. Let's dispel with the notion that Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, and what he's doing is blank, 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 blank. Yeah. And the funny thing was, Chris Christie called him out on it, and he was like, there's that line again. Wow. It's it's like, the night that Marco Rubio revealed that he was a robot programmed by people to say lines? Funniest thing in the election. Marco Roboto. Domo Arigato. So, uh, my favorite political guffaw, I don't know about everyone else, but I guffawed in this every time. (laughs) It was maybe the funniest thing, maybe the best thing about this whole awful thing. What 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 was it? Jeb! <laughs> the exclamation! Yep. Jeb, Jeb was pretty fun. Jeb, 
Why did, did he think like people would get more excited? I I it's, it's it was just the typeface they used followed by the exclamation point. It just looked ridiculous. Yeah. Jeb, but what if he had became president though and he was president Jeb? The thing about Jeb Bush <laughs> What a shame. Oh. What a shame what happened to poor Milk Toast Jeb. Jeb. Jeb also has some of the saddest moments from the election. Um, please clap. Please clap. Uh, the the uh, Rotary Club kind of telling oh, yeah. him, all right, you're done now. Yep. And then like, oh, I'm getting kicked out. <laughs> I'm getting kicked out of my own. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go now. I, and... I don't know what it is about Jeb Bush's sad, doughy, pitiful face yeah. that just makes people shit on him. Because Jeb Bush is, I don't know, he's alright. He seemed like a nice, kind of kind guy who ha- probably has no place in politics. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's just a shame how Jeb shows us how vicious American politics is. It will It will pick up a tender little Jeb... Chew him up and spit him out. Yeah. Poor, poor tender Jeb. Not the the best pictures of Jeb came out after he was he was done running and he was just like in a sweatshirt and jeans. I'm just <laughs> like, you know, if you put him up on that podium in that sweatshirt and jeans, I'd listen. Yeah. And I think that the face of Jeb is a face that you see waving at you from across your yard. Yeah. Like, he's someone that you see and talk to for about 30 seconds every two weeks, and his life is pleasant enough. He's like America's mailman. Yeah, you just, you don't want to know his problems. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right, Uh, the worst guffaw, the worst political thing to laugh at. Yep. From the past year. Yep. I just wrote down, uh... The election. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down I wrote down the entire the, the entire enti- election. The entire two thousand sixteen election. Yep. What did you wanna do? I mean, what did you, Okay, here's what my is, worst. What is your worst? Now everyone's out there and we can't get them to stop playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> but we have to figure out how to make them Pokemon Go to the polls. That is yeah. It's, it's American politics distilled down into, like, a reduced sauce. Yeah. No, it no, is, I agree with that. It is everything wrong with, like, high establishment monsters trying to connect to actual people. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon, go to the polls. Worst. <laughs> but, like... Also the election, worst. But, like, people laugh at Pokemon, go to the polls. Pokemon, go to the polls made me deeply depressed. It may, I mean, it just made me realize how out of touch people are. Yep. In an election where it's very important to be in touch, people were just out of touch. I don't I don't have, I don't have more to say. We forgot <laughs> to fight about which guffaw what's best guffaw was best. Fuck it. I think they tie. Yeah. Because this whole the whole atmosphere is just depressing. The more I think about politics, the sadder that I get right now. Yeah. Yours wins, who cares? Yours wins too. Who Great. cares? All right. Look, no matter what, we all lose. Yeah. So let's hashtag. Oh, hashtag. Let's hashtag. Best and worst hashtag of 2016. Now, I kind of took 
a little bit of liberties because this is the best hashtag that I saw. Okay. I didn't do research about when the hashtag came about. Or what I tried to do was research on what good the hashtag did for society. And then I stopped doing that because I don't have that much time. You know what's really weird? With all the listicle people out there like uh, BuzzFeed and Up Rocks and and Media Fuck and, and, and Bookspin I thought surely there would be an already compiled list of best hashtags from the year. Yep. There's not. And I really feel like that's lazy enough content that they should do that. We should, uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's make that listicle. Rake in the moolah. I don't want to do research, though. So yeah, I fuck just, that. I kind of just want to sell the idea to someone. Who cares do research? All right. My best hashtag that I saw in 2016. Uh-huh. It may have been on a picture of a sloth. No. May have. Don't. don't. Hashtag live slow, die whenever. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I like that. I definitely like that. I I think it speaks for itself. I'm not going to try to defend it. (laughs) Is it just about the sloth or can that be applied to every life? Oh, no. It's it's the complete opposite of live fast, die young. Yeah. Yeah. So you can apply that to your life. Okay. Live slow, die whenever, man. I think we could all learn from the sloth. Now, my favorite hashtag is one that I saw and it's looking at it on the list has made me chuckle during the podcast. And I just think it's funny, but also it stands for something bigger than itself and it is hashtag pussy grabs back oh that's a good hashtag uh every time i see the hashtag i laugh because it's really funny and then if you care about it it's a bunch of people uh taking people to task for uh being misogynists or objectifying women no that that's a really great hashtag uh it it was pretty popular back in october it dropped off according to twitter's stupid charts which bring it back Bring back your stupid shirts? No, bring back that hashtag. Alright, I'll get on it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, but it also carries a really good message. Yeah, it, it means something bigger than itself. But yours also carries a message. Yeah, but I, it's not... <laughs> I, I don't think it's important. I don't mm. think it's that important. So are we, uh, are we calling it for hashtag pussy grass back? I think, I think that's safe to say. Okay. We're really flying through this. We didn't fly through those first couple ones. We didn't. But also keep in mind we've been going for almost 40 minutes. So we're on schedule. All right, we're on schedule. We still got four more to go. And only one that we know of. Oh, mysteries. Histories. Yeah, after after this one, we have to go to the fishbowl. We do. We, uh, so we heard from you, the fans... And we put all of your suggestions into a fishbowl because, as you know, the best of worst of any year, the last three categories are a secret to be decided the day of. Exactly. So all of our fans stopped by uh, Henry's house and they gave him pieces of paper to put in this beautiful saint's fishbowl. And that's the sound. That's the sound they go. And we will pick from those. And the first three we pick... Regardless of quality, we must fight to the death to defend and defame. There's some really bad ones in there. No, it's fine. All right. Um, like, there's some ones that we... Pro- Look, all right. Uh, but before we get to that... Yeah. We got one last... Mm-hmm. Category. The most contentious. The, the Probably the most important for this show. Yep. It's the one thing that we seem to actually care about. I already know his pick. Do you? It's one of two. 
<laughs> I played two games. That yeah. Is, that is correct. Uh, but I guess I'll go ahead and introduce mine. I don't know if you picked up on the theme of my list. It had a lot to do with childhood. Mm. A lot to do with nostalgia. Mm. A, lot, a lot to do with addi- additions? No. What am I trying to say? A lot to do with... What do they call that? Installments. Installments. A lot to do with new installments and old time-honored franchises. Mm-hmm. Franchises are, I don't know, 20 years old exactly? Uh, tw- so, okay. I think I see where this is going. And you know you know what's really cool to do for this new installment on your 20th year fr- Yes. Your 20th year franchise? Ah. <laughs> yes. What do you do? Completely throw out the formula and just make a new game with a, a story woven out throughout it that doesn't revolve around collecting gym badges or challenging a certain league. I really thought I knew where this was going, but now I'm way out in the weeds. I'm talking about Pokemon Sun and Moon. Or all out in the tall grass. Nice. Nice uh, misdirect and then landing on a joke maneuver. I ran away. Oh. But no, yeah. They completely threw out the formula for a Pokemon game. Now, this this isn't how we've been doing it so far. What? But I'm going to interrupt you. Why are you interrupting me? I'm going to interrupt you. Why are you interrupting me? I only know one thing about this game. What about it? You get to pet your Pokemon. Yeah, you get to pet your Pokemon. And clean dirt off of them. Yeah, that was in the the last game too. I like that. Oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you can can connect with your Pokemon on a level never before, but... The, 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 it has a story. There's a story beyond collecting eight badges and challenging the league. Yeah, Team Rocket. No. Team Magma. No. Team Plasma? No. There's. You're a new... There's yet A part of growing up in this island chain is going on what they call the island challenges. Oh. Where you get to know the community of each island and, like, kind of, like, help them out with their problems and prove that, you know, prove that you've got skills and stuff through these... Weird, kind of like other challenges. Oh, so is it? Are there gyms? No. What? I just. I know, but like, there seriously aren't gyms at all. There are no gyms. Ooh, okay. You 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 go around collect. You collect Z crystals instead of badges, and Z crystals let you do like special moves of your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is by going through trials, where a trial could be like, hey, defeat these kind of like pest. Pokemon that are annoying this area or like hey there's this huge this huge like annoying thing just disrupting this fishing uh, hole you have to defeat it to help out everyone at the fishing hole so they can go fish again Mm -hmm. it's like it's community service are are all of them about fighting no okay some of them are about spotting the difference in and different types of dances that are like in the regional to the area. That's actually really cool. But they all end in a fight with a very powerful Pokemon. Oh, of course, of course. So, there's a conceptual gym. Yeah. Okay. Look, look. All I'm saying is, story-wise, this is the best Pokemon game I've ever played. Uh, that's uh, not saying a lot, but... Uh, Shut up. But no, I'm just saying, like, that's really cool. Yeah. That's that's super almost awesome. unbelievable for a twenty-year-old franchise to actually do something new. That's cool. You'd think if you worked at the Pokemon Company, you could say rest on your laurels and be like, fight another gym. Who cares? We added two new mechanics. Eat it. Pretty much. I mean, that's what they've been doing, really. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, there's still eight gyms. There's these new mechanics, but other than that, it's pretty much the same. And that's a pretty gutsy move 
for something that's so entrenched to be like, okay, this formula that you know and love and you get all these endorphin hits from being like, oh, I can't wait to beat all these eight gems. Uh, I can't wait to collect this roughly 150 numbers of Pokemon and defeat this antagonistic group. Uh, To kind of throw that by the wayside is kind of gutsy and cool. Yeah, I mean, there still is an antagonistic group. Mm-hmm. But they're basically just people. They're they're teens who are just kind of bored. <laughs> bored teens are the new team rocket. Pretty much millennials. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So you get to fight millennials. It's your favorite game, it's, John. It's why I hate millennials. It's true. All right. Introduce the Phantom Pain. Oh shit! That didn't come out in 2016. The other one, Ground Z- Zero. Mega, no, Metal Gear Solid Five. Didn't Phantom Pain come out in 2015? I have no idea. I just assumed it came out this year. Uh. Sh- uh, you know, I'm not going to revise my list, uh, so... Stick with it. Introduce Hitman. It's Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think that Hitman deserves to be lauded way more than it currently is. That Steam reviews are really bad, but Steam reviews are really bad, so yeah. whatever. Um, I think that Hitman is maybe the only example of something doing uh, a marketing strategy and a selling strategy that's been present in video games since about 2003, so 13 years. I think that Hitman is the only game to do episodic content correctly. Nice. And I mean episodic content not as in episodes of a story necessarily but a game that builds on itself over time and you can opt in to that growth okay if you say you know i want the base game hitman 15 dollars, you get training missions you get this first paris mission that's huge and has dozens of of different opportunities uh but then each 15 dollars after that adds these new levels where huge amounts of detail have been lavished on these places they're like massive and imposing and have a ton of interactivity and interconnected systems and different opportunities and everyone felt kind of richer than the last until the last one which is kind of small for story purposes and there were a couple that weren't as good as the ones you saw before but for the most part just these massive baroque uh sections of the world that you were just given free reign to play in were just dropped on you every few months okay and the most impressive thing to me is that in making episodic content they had these things called elusive targets which were targets that you could own people you could only hunt and kill once you had 72 hours from when you activate to do it and they had their own story and it was this entire thing that you could only experience once Wow. And in addition to that, there are other targets. Like, in addition to the the primary target you have in any one mission, there are anywhere between 1 to 12 other targets. And escalation missions, which are missions that get harder and harder and harder until you reach a climax. You have user-created missions where users can write their own stories to missions. Nice. It's crazy. That sounds like how you do kind of like an an infinite replay value kind of uh, content system while also doing something very unique that no other dev is kind of doing with the you've got one shot kind of thing. Yeah. No matter what happens, you'll have a unique experience with it, be it a good experience or a bad experience. But bold on the devs, the the developers for like just kind of putting their necks out there and saying, hey, we're going to do something unique. And that's what I hate about reading the reviews for this game because so many people are like, oh, you're charging us $60 for six maps. Eh. But the amount of content in this game is huge. Yeah, you can be reductive about it and, and lower the amount of stats, you know, six maps. Oh, no. 
Yeah, but how many targets? Yeah, there's tons of targets and stories and opportunities. And it's... They did huge events. Like, there was an elusive target for a period of time, which was Gary Busey. Voiced by... Gary Gary Busey? Busey, who was playing himself in a level who was starring in a movie. You had 72 hours to kill Gary Busey. If you didn't do it, you never saw any of that story ever again. That's insane and crazy, and that's awesome. Yep. Uh, they... It is, and this is another thing that games have been doing for a while, that this is kind of the only game that did it justice, though Phantom Pain did it well too, is like, it justifies requiring you to be online. Because when you're online, uh, stats are constantly updated, uh, new user-created missions are always coming in, and you have these new elusive targets, and it felt like this like big, living, breathing thing you were interacting with. That's really cool. And now it's pretty much over, because that season is done. Yeah. But I mean, that season of Hitman was a solid half a year of pure content in this really well-tuned, enjoyable game. Now what happens to people who are late adapters? I think what they're going to do is release like a Game of the Year edition that's free to people who bought all the episodes and it has all the elusive targets and everything in it. Okay, so you you won't get the thrill of like this kind of like limited time, unique experience thing Mm -hmm. as the same as the people who are doing it live. Mm -hmm. But you still, at least you won't miss out on the content. Yeah, I don't think they're interested in having people miss out on content. And they're still adding a few things here and there. Yeah. And they're, uh, I think they're releasing night versions of all the missions that ostensibly took place during the day and day versions of the missions that took place during the night. That's cool. So, you know, different stories and stuff like that. But just a, a ton of content that must have cost them a bunch of money. And that's a shame. Yeah. For them to lose to Pokemon Sun and Moon, as we both agreed on just now. I know you didn't say yours Whoa. out loud. Okay. But... What? Okay. Hold on, though. What? I, I, I swore you were going to agree. No, no, no. You just agreed with some stuff about Hitman, and I will agree with some stuff about Pokemon. I think it's very cool that they took a series that was over the course of, like, 20 years and then changed stuff a lot, considerably. Yeah. And, in fact, I might say that that is... At least in terms of uh, importance, maybe more important than Hitman. Okay. Because Hitman is a perfect distillation of a of a marketing scheme, whereas Pokemon Sun and Moon is a company which basically has nothing to lose at this point. It's true. Just saying, okay, we want to send a different message with this thing from now on. Yeah. And uh, I haven't played a Pokemon game in a while, but... Also, the, I don't know, if you were to talk about in terms of importance to the human race, if there were hundreds of different ways to murder largely innocent people versus a video game for children that teaches them to tackle the world's problems, probably the second one's going to be more important. Hey, hey, also, I don't know if this is going to sway you, but Pokemon Sun Moon already has a day and night cycle built into it oh sun and moon but what if i buy sun i'll never see the nighttime no the funny thing is uh they're 20 they're 20 they're 12 hours shifted from each other the two versions of the game oh that's cool when it's day and sun it's nighttime and moon and vice versa i like that but uh yeah they don't have to patch it so i'm just saying yeah it's shifted for day nights unlike your your hit i'm just wait i have a i have a quick question what's up is lick a tongue in that game nope really nope what if i trade myself a lick a tongue you can starting in january why do i have to wait so long for lick a tongue (laughs) because it's just not in hawaii is there a hawaiian version of lick a tongue no jesus christ 
Is Lickitung your favorite Pokemon? Yes. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Lickitung. Lickitung. Um, yeah. All right, so we tie. Pokemon wins. Oh, Pokemon wins. Uh, there were multiple times when I was writing this list where I was like, I don't want to talk about things where the primary verb is violence, but then I'm talking about a thing where, oh, wait, no, we do tie. Yeah, we Be- tie. We tie because the tagline for the new Hitman game is, a world of perfect assassination. <laughs> What is no a world of pure assassination? Pure, oh, yeah. bec- like pure imagination. That's yeah. funny. Pre- pure assassination. That's great, man. Now we got to talk about worsties. Oh, worsties for video games. Uh, yeah, the biggest fail of 2016 goes without saying. Look, video game developers who listen to our show, don't make promises you can't keep, and don't promise people the sky. Worst game of 2016. No Man's Sky. Never played it. Never played it either. I watched uh, videos of it and it looked real bad. I watched videos, I watched streamers, I watched people experience this game, which didn't seem worth experiencing. Um, yeah, it looked real bad. My worst one is the second game I played this year, My Summer Car. Oh, you got to play My Summer Car! I played My Summer Car. You talked about it on the podcast! Now, I, uh, now, by worst... I mean, runner-up for best. (laughs) Because you couldn't put two best on your list. Because my summer car is incredible. It is... Let me me tell you a quick story from my summer car. Alright, tell me a quick story. In my my summer summer car, car, I am a Finnish man who has all summer to build a car. Right? My first job is to... Uh, remove sewage from someone's home to get paid money so I can buy food so I don't die because my summer car is a permadeath roguelike. Permadeath. Permadeath. If you die, your save file is erased forever. And it takes hours upon hours to build the car. So when you talked about Twitch earlier... Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking we could start a My Summer Car stream. Alright. Hard mode permadeath. Hard mode permadeath My Summer Car. So, uh, anyway, I had to remove sewage from this person's house. I had no idea where I was going. It was the first time. But I knew I could pick things up, and I knew that I got thirsty. So I filled my sewage, the cabin of my sewage truck, with beers... To drink and sausages to eat. Of course. And staples. Since I was driving around and drinking so many beers for so long, I had to pee. All right. <laughs> because I didn't want to die of thirst while I was driving my truck around. So I reached over, punched my door open, and peed out of the door of my sewage truck as it was careening down the road. Flipped, hit a tree, <laughs> I died, lost my save game. Oh, man. That... It's like I always say, don't be a Dover, pull over. It's it's true. God, my summer car is so good. Anyway. <laughs> so good. It's so good you put it as worst just so you could talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. So now we get into history mystery. History is mystery. All right, listeners. It's time for the fishbowl. We put your suggestions in a bowl of fish, and now we're going to pull one. John, would you shuffle? All right. All right, they're shuffled. You have to make sure. All right. And as we are both tied for the lead right now, it's it's three and a half to three and a half. Hmm. Uh... Oh, also, Best Worst 2016 is a competition. Yes. 
but we must both pick one at the same time. So to together, our hands okay. together, we must both pick one. And it looks like we got it. We've picked one. And All right, and this category number eight, eight jackets. Best and worst jackets of 2016. <laughs> the best and worst jackets of 2016, as suggested by you, the listener. All right. The best jackets of 2016. All right. As per usual, you go first for best jacket. You're right. Uh, this year's best jacket was a navy blue men's peacoat that was slimming, yet comfortable and warm. <laughs> Uh, alright, uh, my pick for this year's best jacket is a navy blue peacoat that was surprisingly warm that I bought at a Goodwill. Oh, what do you, what do you know? pretty regularly. What do you know? Yeah, so... See, navy blue peacoats, the jacket of 2016. But we got to have a worst jacket. Oh, man, you won't even believe what I got for worst jacket, man. You know, you know, you know what a worst jacket is, What's man? the worst jacket? Oh, man, you won't even believe it. You won't even believe this worst jacket that I'm going to talk about right now, this worst jacket. That, what is it? What I'm mentioning right now. What I'm mentioning right now is the worst jacket yeah, of 2016. Yeah, worst, worst jacket of... And that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, sweater vest. Sweater vest, worst jacket? Sweater vest, worst jacket. What makes a jacket a jacket? Uh, sleeves. So sweater vest doesn't... Uh, automatically worst jacket. Automatically worst jacket. If your jacket doesn't have sleeves, it's not a real jacket. Uh, my worst jacket of 2016? Trench coat. Trench coat, bad jacket. Sleeves, too long. Sleeves, too long, and it has torso sleeve. Torso sleeve? Not even needed. <laughs> not even needed. It's a jacket, not a body jacket. <laughs> not a body jacket. Yeah, no. Also... If you're going to wear clothes, don't wear clothes that make you look like a massacrist. Exactly, and that's why avoid a sweater vest at all costs. And a trench coat. Oh. Add a trench coat to the sweater vest for ultimate terror. Honestly, you remember the Hannibal Lecter movie, Silence of Lambs? Uh Uh-huh. If they put him in a sweater vest, audience would go crazy. They, They did go crazy. They would lose minds. They would lose minds all over the place. Next category... Alright, uh, we're still tied, I suppose. <laughs> oh, but we didn't pick one. We both picked a navy blue... Oh, we, we're still tied. Three and a half, three and a half. So, well, four and a half, four and a half. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we have to pick, we have to pick the same one. Alright. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's this one. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Alright. What about this one? All right. You have to read that one. Mm. What is it? Well, it's book. Oh, shit. It's book. Uh, I didn't read any books that came out in 2016. So it actually was books that we read in 2016. <laughs> oh, books that we've read in 2016. Gotcha. Uh, I read a lot of books in 2016. I didn't read that many. I read a lot. Mm. I have to pick one. Do they uh, have to be book, or can they be graphic novel book? They must must be book. It doesn't say graphic novel, it says book. True. Let's think... Probably the Old Kingdom series. Old Kingdom series? Who that? That's Garth Nix. Is he good? He's alright. He's a, um, I think, Australian or New Zealand writer. Writing young adult novels about strong women characters. 
without ever calling them strong woman characters, which means he's doing all right. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty good. It's about magic and an old kingdom, and there's like kind of godlike things, and there's magic and and love and romance, and also a cat that talks. Oh, there's a cat that talks. Yeah, well, he's kind of like a, a god, but it's fine. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, as far as books that I read yeah. in 2016, I'm going to go for Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. You've talked about it on the show. Yeah, Robert Persig, uh, a a, conf- a conflation of philosophy and practical life advice. Uh, kind of the ultimate guide to uh, quiet zen-like philosophy in the midst of either mechanical work or anything tedious in life it, it talks about finding joy in the things that people want to skip through in life and also about uh finding happiness in just existing and also is a very very strange fictionalized story about someone with an alter ego named phaedrus interesting until that last point it sounded just like the movie click click Oh, man, I wish I read the, the novelization of Click this year. Uh, so, whose book? Mine, clearly. Mine's five books. Mine's one book that feels like five books. Mine's five books all about different characters. It's pretty good. You should read it. Mine's about different characters, such as main character and Phaedrus. Those are two. Yeah, different characters. They're the same character. I'm. And mine was about, like, a a lot of people okay let's just base it off of one specific example all right one specific example okay so um oh man uh spoilers i mean for the books don't spoil it too much uh okay one girl she loses her hand because a dog god bites it off to save her from being pulled into this super magical uh deity creatures attack and uh later on she gets a new magical hand made of pure metallical gold Ooh. giving her the name golden, golden hand. hand all right that makes sense yeah uh here's a, an example of mine it uh defines quality as a metaphysical sense as defined in the Tao Te Ching as uh, an important part of existence and is imperceptible. Finding, defining quality is chasing smoke. Hmm. Well, only one of those has a golden hand. You're right, but only one of those has quality chasing smoke. Uh, yours wins. Yours wins. No, we can't tie again. We can and will. It comes down to the final category. Also worst. No, Brave New World, hands down. Brave New World, worst book? Yeah. I prefer 1984. I, I, haven't, I haven't even finished Brave New World, but hands down, it's not a good book. I'm not a huge Aldous Huxley fan. I mean, I'm reading it. I'm reading it currently. It's hard to get through. He did one thing really well where he wrote as though camera angles were changing in like a television show. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I can't, it's hard. It's really hard to get through. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that one either. Um, worst book for me is, I hate to say it, but it's Silver Screen Fiend by Patton Oswalt. 
Is this another one that you just want to mention so you could talk about it? No. Um, I, I think that it's interesting that he talks about his past, but other than being just a semi-biographical exploration of what it means to be fanatical about something, it didn't really give me any new ideas or make me scratch my chin All right. ever. It was just kind of an experience that washed over me. An experience of being washed over. Just like Castaway. The movie starring a gooder Tom Hanks. Uh, poor Tom Hanks got doughy and old. Let's pick the last category the for last, which we are winners. The last category that will determine everything. <laughs> the last just one. one. I ripped one. <laughs> it's fine. I want a good one. Let's get a good one. Not that the other ones were bad. But... No, they're all good. Alright. Is it this one? Is it? How about we both pick... No. For a tiebreaker, we have to do two. So I, this one's mine, and you pick one. Why do I keep picking this one? Because uh, you have to do it now. No. <laughs> you, you have to. All right. The best moment in competitive Magic the Gathering. Uh, Best moment in competitive Magic? I mean, you have to go first. Yeah, I don't know any. How about you, John? Do you uh, know a moment in competitive Magic the Gathering? Uh, Yes. No, you don't. The moment when I wasn't watching it. All right. Well, no. So we can't. We, sorry. Sorry, listener. I'm picking a new one. Okay. I'm going rogue. All right. John's got a gun to my head. What does that say? Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> Is that one okay? No. All right. <laughs> kangaroo. <laughs> best. Oh, best kangaroo best, of 2016. Best kangaroo of 2016. All right. Do you know any of, of any kangaroos? I do. I know of one, but it's not a good example of a kangaroo. <laughs> it's trying to choke a dog. It's true. He's kind of the best and worst. He's the hero we deserve. We don't deserve him. The guy who punches the kangaroo in the face and then leaves. Yeah. You know, doesn't kill the kangaroo. Mm-hmm. That's the hero we deserve. That guy might also have been on an illegal boar hunt. <laughs> oh, we don't know. <laughs> no, from... From what I understand, oh. they were out there trying to kill boars, maybe illegally. Look. So no one in that situation gets off clean except the dog. The dog. Uh... I think that kangaroo's alright because it's like, I know what I did was wrong. <laughs> Look at the regret on its face. <laughs> it actually looks like, I've never been punched in the face before. Yeah. Are you picking another one? Yes. Yes. What is it? This one just says memes. Alright, we can do best and worst memes. <laughs> What's yours? Food. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I guess when you put things in a bowl and pick them out. Yeah, the whole thing about them being random is we don't have to be happy about them. They're just random. Do memes. There's no good memes. Dark evil Kermit. Evil, that one literally came out like a week ago. Yeah. I can't remember memes. They come and go so quickly. Uh, Rick, I'm Rick Harrison. This is my pawn shop. Yeah, that's from a show that started in 2000. Yeah, but it's a meme. All right, uh, the best meme uh-huh. has got to be do it for Harambe. Ugh, Harambe. Do it for Harambe. I think the worst meme is anything involving Harambe. Oh, we're gonna, oh, we're fighting. Uh, I think the best meme of 2016, I don't know if it's even a 2016 thing, but those videos of animals that do some badass shit and then an old school hip hop song starts playing and then shades slide down, that says Thug Life. That's from like 2013. God damn it. 
Shit. So you lose. Um, and uh, the last okay, category. So now we're five and a half to four and a half. <laughs> last category, food. Best food of 2016. Now, is this food that came out in 2016 or just food we ate in 2016? It's got, it's got to be food we ate. Okay. You go first. All right. Oh, jeez. The best food I ate in 2016. Yeah, the best food you ate in 2016. I went... Oh, you're not going to like this. Okay. I went to a Brazilian steakhouse. Fuck. Where they walk around with huge selections of meat and you... you you flip a little card and the green the card is green and red green means yes please stop by i will partake of your meat stick Mm -hmm. and the red means i'm going to die okay good i had a lamb i had lamb i had lamb for the first time at this brazilian steakhouse Mm -hmm. and it's really good yeah sure really tender good lamb best food in 2016 the end that's fair that's fair meat is murder I eat with daggers. Let's go. Uh, I went to a place called the Mediterranean Sandwich Company in Alabama. Nice. I had a portobello steak gyro. Nice. Uh, with tzatziki, not vegan, uh, but whatever. Ooh. Yeah, I I I broke my vows for this food. <laughs> uh, well, so, but also um, all of their drinks had stupid puns. Nice. So, uh, they had a sweet tea, which was a picture of iced tea smiling, and then unsweet tea, which was iced tea frowning, and then where you got the ice from, it was a picture of Ice Cube's face. That That's pretty funny. And, um, Diet Coke. This one was in, in poor taste. It was... It just said diet, and then there was a picture of Lindsay Lohan's face. Ooh. Yeah. That's in poor taste. That's kind of in poor taste. But the food was delicious. That's that's good. Yeah. How do we judge which food was better? <laughs> uh, considering we didn't eat that food, I think that might have to be a tie. Oh, or we just give it to you. But then we end on a tie. That's fine. We end on a tie. It's that kind of year. Oh, yeah. 2016 is a bit of a tie, right? That's a thing, viewers. In 2016, you never get what you want. Yeah. That was a really good year, though. I, I'm glad for you. Uh, I also had falafel there. Mm, have you ever had falafel? I don't know what that is. Man, it's so good and you don't have to fucking kill anything. <laughs> I mean, I what? get it. I get it. Fine. I'm a bad person. Thanks, John. Look, I just wanted you to admit it. Does... <laughs> Look, okay. You win. No, we tied. No, but I get the moral victory. No, we tied. We tied. Just like the year 2016, because it is a tie. You're still alive, but that was probably the worst year on record. Yep. You're still alive, but you never got anything you wanted. Yep. I got a job in 2016. It's not what you wanted. No, it isn't. <laughs> you don't like your job. We got a president also not well well i mean half the country sure that's what they say let's not get political let's not get political instead let's end the show yeah and let's end the show with our usual plugs that was the sound of, of a cork being taken out of the plug bottle and now i will i will pour its contents here's a fresh glass of you can reach us on twitter at zcpcwhj which stands for zero credits podcast with henry john and casper is a very comfortable mattress if you want to email us and you disagree with any of our choices here today you can send us an email at zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com oh and look at this i have a snifter of facebook 
That's right. If you search for Zero Credits Podcast up in that search bar on Facebook, after you get done sharing pictures of disabled people to your friend Honora, you can uh, you can get in contact with us. Give us a like. Give us a poke. But please don't give us a Grand Chancellor Snoke. That's from Star Wars. I'm aware. I, I too saw The Force Awakens. Uh, go see Rogue One. Tell me how it is. Alright, that's... That, man, with all those selection of plugs, I don't know which one to pick. I think I'll have them all. Oh! Uh, I'm flipping my red card. Oh, you're full. Too many, too many plugs. Well, that's been our best of, worst stuff for 2016. Look forward to 2017 when we do this again. And things will be different. Things will always be different. Also, huge thanks to all of our fans who sent us suggestions. Suggestions like, I don't know, um, selfie. Suggestions like color. Suggestions like celebrity relationship. Viral news. Sheet of paper. Viral cat video. Facial trend. What does that... Hats. Life hacks. And celebrity meltdowns. Those were all the ones that could have made it, but didn't. Also, best moment at a competitive Magic the Gathering competition, whatever. Sorry. Sorry, but we don't know... I don't know anything about Magic the Gathering. Uh, he flipped a mana. Man. And when he did that, the show ended. <laughs>